Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this latest version of uh, Tales, Tales from Outer Space, where I take an HFY story from somewhere around the internet and read it aloud for your enjoyment. All the relevant links are down below. Like, subscribe, and all that YouTube comf to help this video and channel grow. Anyways, as always, I hope that you enjoy. I would just like to thank the following tier 5 patrons and channel members for supporting the channel. Fallen Angel. Buzz Kennington, Data Magnet, and Bob the Dragon. Thank you again, and now on to the story. The World Ship, written by Destroyer Matron MK8. The World Ship created in five light cycles from the system's sun. The Nirage had learned the hard way never to jump directly to the unscanned system. The commander immediately checked for enemy ships, but there were none. Additional scans revealed no defensive emplacements, no traps, and no spatial anomalies. There was an unusually high amount of electromagnetic radiation emanating from the third planet, but not enough to be a danger. The commander relaxed what was left of its body. Experience had taught it that the first few docents after entering a new system were the most dangerous. If another advanced species was present, they would activate defenses and attack immediately. Traps or dangerous anomalies could be triggered or felt immediately as well. Death would take the world ship and a billion souls under its charge at the commander's first mistake. Death might take them if he made no mistakes at all. The stars are unforgiving. More confident now, the commander ordered the ship closer to the system. Space folded, and the world ship cruised through the gateway. Namir caught a light cycle away now. A more thorough scan assessed the system. The commander liked what he saw. The system was a treasure trove of raw materials. Even better, it held two planets capable of supporting a colony. The third planet was the best. Its gravity, atmosphere, and abundance of water were perfect for supporting carbon-based life, such as the Narage. The fourth planet was cold, with a low gravity, dangerous weather conditions, and a poisonous atmosphere. It would take ten cycles and significant resources to make it habitable. Space was vast, and a system with even one habitable planet was a rare find. Two habitable planets, surrounded by so many resources, was a find most commanders only dreamed of. The third planet was inhabited, of course. Life will spring up in any planet capable of supporting it. The ship detected several sapient species. The most populous of the sapiens were the source of the electromagnetic radiation. They were using it to communicate with each other over distances. The world mind, the ship's intelligence, decoded the radiation and analyzed their technology. They had nothing that would be of use to the Narage. Threat assessment, the commander asked. There was no need to speak to convey the question. The commander had been grafted to the world ship's command center. Connections to the world mind had been woven and spliced with his nervous system. Knowledge flooded into the commander. Most of their weapons were projectiles fired by chemical reaction. The most powerful projectiles could be detonated with a fission reaction, creating a large explosion and electromagnetic shockwave. They posed no threat to the world ship. It was unlikely that they could even attack it from any distance past their own moon. Their spaceflight technology was in early development, 
and they had not prepared any planetary defenses. The sapiens seemed aware of the possibility of life outside of their system, but had not confirmed its existence. Defenseless, the commander's body tensed again, this time with excitement. Excellent. A third gate jump brought the world ship within twenty light suns of the furthest planet. The world mind readied the weapons and selected targets. The ship would fire the anti-life beam at each planet and a large body within eight light docents. The beams would expand just enough to encompass the targets. The energy would pass through most matter, but any carbon-based life form would dissolve at its touch. The sapiens would die before they would even know that they were being attacked. The world ship would move and repeat the process as needed, until not a single bacteria remained within a light cycle of the system star. Then colonization would begin. Before the commander could give the order, the ship registered a mass of spatial distortions. A fleet of ships appeared. A quick scan confirmed the identity. The Reen, an aquatic species, carbon-based like the Narage. The lead ship sent a message to the commander's language. This system is ours. Leave it and do not return. The commander considered. The swift arrival of the fleet implied that the system was being monitored. Why? Were they protecting one of the sapient species? Some unknown resource? Was there a cultural or religious reasons to leave the system untouched? The third planet's ocean suited the Reen's biology perfectly. The commander had no idea why they hadn't colonized it themselves. The fleet consisted of 600,000 ships of varying designs, the standard defense force for a Reen system. The world ship dwarfed them in both size and firepower. The Reen would need a force ten times larger than this one to threaten it. A world ship had taken one of their colonies two cycles ago. The Reen had sent fleet after fleet only to be destroyed. The Reen were young and primitive. They'd been traveling the stars for a mere 200 cycles, and had spread to only 23 systems in that time. Space folded, and a second fleet appeared. 333 hive ships, diamond-shaped, each the size of a small moon. The Vresk. Troubling. The Vresk were an elder race, far more advanced than the Reen. They were silicon-based life forms with different resource requirements than the Narage. The two species had mostly avoided each other until now. The Vresk did not send communication. They powered up their weapons, opened their drone ports, and waited. Why were they here? Did the Vresk have an alliance with the Reen? Unlikely, the commander decided. Interspecies alliances are very rare and the Vresk had offered no communication to the other fleet. Some of the Reens had even locked weapons on them for a moment before retargeting the world ship. More likely, they were protecting whatever resource the Reen had come to save. This would require consultation. Destroying the Reen was one thing. The Naraj were planning to take their system in the next few cycles anyway. The Vresk were another matter. They were nearly as advanced as the Narage, and more numerous. A war of extinction with them would be costly and dangerous. The decision to start such a conflict should not be made by a lone commander. 
The commander reached out through the world mine. Other commanders on other world ships accepted the link. The combined minds and lore of the Darage poured through the data. Consensus was reached in under a dozen. The world ship fired. Anti-life energy scythed through the enemy fleet. The effect was less than desired. The Reen had learned from the previous encounter. All but two ships withstood the attack. They returned fired. The Vresk were unaffected. The commander did not know if they had countermeasures or if silicon-based lifeforms were just immune to the effect. They returned fire as well. The commander was not concerned. The world ship had all manner of weaponry. Plasma and various energy beams launched out. Projectiles larger than some of the Reen ships launched at a quarter of the speed of light. There were too many ships and weapons for the commander to process, but the world mind directed the battle with ease. The Reen concentrated their fire, trying to overwhelm the ship's defenses in a small area and inflict as much damage as they could before being wiped out. Their efforts did not impress the commander. The Vresk ships were more effective. Their beams were comprised of several different energy types at once, with a far more power behind them than the Reen could muster. Drone swarms poured from the Hive ships, millions of small craft flinging themselves at the Narage. They were heavily shielded. Some few thousand of them reached the hull of the world ship before it could shoot them down. The drone ships tore into the hull, burrowing. The world mine sent automated attack droids to deal with them. Before the droids could destroy them, the drones detonated. Nuclear fusion reactions. The commander shuddered as its nervous system felt the ship take damage. The world ship focused more of its fire on the drone swarms and would not allow more of them to get through. More spatial distortions appeared. Ten more Reen defensive fleets entered the system. The detonation of the drone ships had created a gap in the ship's defenses. The Reen struck the gap with every weapon that they could fire. The commander clenched at the new pain. He had snapped orders, but the world mind was already moving. The ship rotated, moving the damaged section out of the line of fire. Using the damaged area as an axis, it spun, picking up speed. The motion lessened the enemy's ability to concentrate fire on any one point. It did not lessen the ship's ability to fire at the enemy. The commander assessed the damage. A swath of devastation had been carved into the ship. An area twice the size of the hive ship had been destroyed completely. The world ship could only lose 40% of its structure before it started to lose effectiveness. 12% had already been lost. The commander assessed the enemy. Most of the original Reen fleet had been eliminated. Nineteen Vresk hive ships had been destroyed. The world ship was an even match for either of the hive ships' fleets or the ten Reen defensive force. Both together would destroy it. The commander reached out through the world mind. The Narage answered. A gate opened and a second world ship entered the fray. Then a third. Then two more. Instead of retreating, the Reen split their forces, attacking each world ship with two of their fleets. The Narage ignored the newcomers, intent on destroying the commander's ship, and moved on to the next opponent. Fools! 
Their combined forces could defeat one world ship, perhaps two. Five was certain death. The Narage would not be stopped. Reed and Vreskalak fell to the combined might of the world ships. After barely half a dozen, the Vresk turned, running towards the edge of the system as fast as their engines would tank them. The thrill of victory surged through the commander. Confusion replaced it. Space folding could remove them from the danger in an instant. Why were they using sublight propulsion? The Reen broke off their attack. They sped away from the world ships. The commander ordered the ships to cease fire. The others followed suit. Something was wrong. The commander ordered a deep scan of the system. Fear clenched him when he saw it. A massive ship, black, swimming through the void like a living thing. A world eater. If this species had a name, the Narage did not know it. The Narage had encountered them twice. The Narage had seen their worlds consumed. The commander ordered a retreat. The world mind initiated a gate jump. Nothing happened. Panic! The ship fired all weapons, moving away at full speed. The other Narage ran, firing as well. The World Eater seemed to not notice. Further scans showed the energy and projectiles were being absorbed into its hull. The World Eater opened its maw and took the world ships one after the other. The commander's ship was locked. It wailed in despair, five billion souls lost in a dozen. The stars are unforgiving. The commander writhed as the ship dissolved. The pain was so great, it triggered a failsafe, severing the world ship from its nervous system. The weapons were eaten quickly, but the scanning and communications were held deeper in the ship. The commander watched as the world eater turned towards the reen. The reen turned to face the world eater, weapons locked. The Vresk targeted it as well. The commander took some small comfort in knowing that the enemies would die with it. The World Eater did not attack. Instead, it began to emit radiation. Electromagnetic, similar to that used by the sapiens on the third planet. The world mind decoded it. A sound, high-pitched, resonant, then more sounds. There was something strange about them. They felt somber, hopeful. Music. The world mind informed it. A composition from a human named Brendan Small. It's called the Galaxy. The Reen lowered their weapons lock. They transmitted their own electromagnetic signals. The signal showed the Reen in their ships, undulating in the water, dancing. The commander had heard of such things, but had never seen them before. It was an odd thing, but not unpleasant. Low, glattural, grunting noises joined the sounds. Singing. The world mind translated the words. We are the dark and the light. We have the power of time. The Vresk transmitted. The worker drones were shifting in circles, the buzzing of their wings matching the pitch of some of the sounds. The warrior drones flew in intricate patterns. The queen bopped its head banging one of its stabbing appendages on the console in a timed sequence. We are the serpents intertwined. The galaxy will unite. Is this what they were protecting? The signals broadcast by a primitive species, 
the Vresk, and the Reen had sacrificed millions of lives. They celebrated as if the world they saved was their own. A world eater had come, but it was no longer consuming. The commander did not understand. The commander routed a signal through the world mine, along with every scrap of data it could collect on the primitives. It could not fathom the value, but perhaps its people could. Perhaps the loss of five billion Naraj would not be vain. The information sent, the commander slumped in its harness. There was nothing left to do, and little time left in any case. It listened to the song, it watched the dancers, and awaited its fate. The stars are unforgiving. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment, just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.